1: Live from ClickOrlando.com, this is News 6 at 5.30. This is a News 6 Plus takeover. Here now is Matt Austin and Ginger Gadston with Florida's Fourth Estate.
2: Hey, welcome back to Florida's Fourth Estate. You know when you think of Florida and the beaches, you think of sun and sand. And now you can also think of surfing dogs. This may be my favorite thing of all time right now. <laughs>
1: Ginger and I were in the middle of one of our newscasts the other day and we had this story about the surfing dog competition and apparently one of the commissioners showed up to the meeting and was like showing how a dog would surf in the middle of this city council meeting and we're like we need to get out there and we need to understand what is happening out there at Flagler Beach. So we have the mayor Susie Johnston out at Flagler Beach with us. We are fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us on Florida's fourth estate. We are excited for this interview. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh,
3: so am um, so nice.
2: Okay, so is, Susie, tell us how this idea even came about, because this is the second annual, it's called Hang 8 Dog Surfing. How, how did this come about?
3: This came about because of Wednesday. Wednesday is a little eight pound chihuahua with a love of the water and going to the beach, you know, living right here in Flagler Beach. Every time that we would go and take a dip in the water, this little eight pounder would follow you in and think that she was a lifeguard. No fear of the waves, get pummeled by the waves. And we thought, you know, she, she skateboards. Why don't we try her on a surfboard? Put her on a surfboard and she was in natural. We had visited um, in St. Augustine a Pups and Supps contest, at the Guy Harvey Resort, and we thought, you know, this is something that Flagler Beach, it being a beach-friendly beach, it would be perfect for the city. So we decided to have a contest last year and had a great turnout, and it was just a big success, and we're doing it again this year.
1: Okay, so if you're just listening to this podcast, (laughs) what you can't see is Susie's out live on the beach. We also have a phone uh, a camera separate that is showing a Chihuahua on like a mini surfboard, maybe a boogie board with the oh, owner there. Oh, that's
3: a mini surfboard that she had shaped just uh, for her. This
1: was a custom-made surfboard. Okay, and is this it. the custom Chihuahua you're surfboard speaking of?
3: for a dog. Yes, Wednesday.
1: Okay, okay that's so, Wednesday. So this is Wednesday. Was Wednesday.
2: The, Wednesday was the demo dog. Look at her catching at a wave oh,
1: on Florida's fourth, fourth estate. This is happening. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Oh my god! I have achieved all of my television dreams. Now we just watched uh, Chihuahua. <laughs> sure. okay. And you thought like this was going to be a small event when it started, but in reality, hundreds of people showed up last year, and it could be ten times that this year, Susie.
3: Absolutely. We last year in planning the event, we thought maybe we might have five, maybe ten <laughs> competitors. We ended up having thirty competitors. We had about thirty-five competitors. We not all dogs are surfers and they still need to have fun. So we have a costume contest also with the event and we had a costume contest with about 35 entrants in the costume contest and several hundred people lining the boardwalk and on the beach taking photos and videos and it just exceeded every expectation that we had.
2: And I mean I'm, I'm watching Wednesday, she looks so confident and comfortable on that board and you say not every dog is meant to serve. Tell us you know, how do you know? She's a skateboarder
1: as how well. How do you know if you got it? Oh, my gosh, oh my that dog's <laughs> Look adorable. At
2: Look at her.
3: Well, Reef, was um, just out here, his dog, he said every time JJ would try to hop on the paddleboard and go off on the paddleboard, the dog would just cry. The dog really is going to tell you if they're interested in the sport. They're going to either run and hide under the bed or they're going to want to jump right on that board. So it's a really natural ability. Do they love water? Are they natural at it? Is it? Are they born surfers?
1: Yeah. yeah and she's got on some safety equipment. She does. Yes. She's, she's got, got, got a, a leash vest. And, and a life vest. So she's going to be mm-hmm. good either way here. And how does, so as an owner, I feel like the a lot of the skill here, no offense to Wednesday, a lot of the skill appears to be on the owner's side. He gets her in the right spot of the board and then has to pick just the right wave, are there, are there any extra skills that are coming into play, any knowledge people need if they're going to head out there and have their dogs surf?
3: Um, just knowledge is really picking the right wave. The last thing you want to do is send your dog on a wave that's above their skill level and for them to crash and really get a fear of the water. In a lot of the larger dogs, like the labs, there's a lab that competed last year that won the large dog competition, and she'll be back for this year. Her name's Lily, and she actually catches a wave and crouches down and gets into position so she can ride that wave better. And it's really upon the dog's natural ability, and they feel the buoyancy in the board, and so they will get crouched down. You'll notice Wednesday gets low to really have that extra stability.
1: Here's what I want to know. Is Are there any cats who are going to enter in this competition? <laughs> Because I feel like if a cat, if you were, if some owner were able to corral their cat and get them on a surfboard, that should be an instant win, 100. percent Is this going to be seen when we head out there?
3: Flagler uh, Beach does have a one surfing cat, and there's no photos way. on our Facebook page. Yes, this is surfing cat.
1: Are you serious?
3: Swear, it's on our Facebook page. You can see the photos. And we ask all the time, but I don't know how that cat feels about being in a competition surrounded by 50 dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Might be singled out, feel a little singled out.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. may not be the most comfortable environment for a surfing cat, (laughs) but kudos to that cat. You know, they they are known not to really enjoy the water, but... to learn how to surf that's
1: pretty yeah, that, that must phenomenal. be some real devotion to the owner now i understand now normally are dogs allowed on flagler beach because i i think you guys are kind of having to kind of bend some rules for the day to allow it's these dogs to be out here is that the deal
3: it is flagler beach is a very friendly beach you'll notice that a lot of the cars have stickers that say my dog digs flagler beach but we have a no dog zone and that is from 10th street north to 10th street south And our surf competition is held on Fifth Street South, where typical all surf competitions are held because of the wave break and just the area of town that it's in, that we had to have a special exception. So we went in front of the city um, commission to have that accepted, to have the dog competition in the no dog zone.
2: That's okay, fantastic. so I'm watching I'm watching the video of Wednesday, and this is happening real time as we do the interview with you. And Wednesday just made a run for it. Does that mean she's
1: done for today? <laughs> the owner is picking <laughs> up on what she's putting down, I think.
3: Wednesday's been out here practicing for a little bit already. The is <laughs> yeah. about 72 right now. So if you take a special look, you'll even notice Wednesday has on a wetsuit. Reef was oh, a little cold. Are she you kidding me?
1: Not a wetsuit. No, she's got a wetsuit, a life jacket, a leash, and a surfboard?
2: This dog lives on cushy land. Man, I want to come back as Wednesday. I know, seriously. <laughs>
1: what a that life this cruel. dog and has.
2: I can see people like, I mean, there are people who are on the beach right now, like looking at this and you can see that they're just enamored with just the the visuals of seeing something like this. Do you get a lot of feedback from people just saying they don't even have dogs? They just come out to enjoy that day.
3: They do, and that's why we added that special segment in there with the dog costume contest, because we wanted everyone to feel like they could participate in the event. And we give participation trophies for this event. Every dog receives a medal that's a (laughs) hang-aid dog surfing medal. And we had custom-made trophies from the flip-flop shop guys for this brief trophy. So he was human tandem. He won first place. We really try to make it as fun for the humans and the dogs as much as we can.
1: Yeah. I just like I, the thing that we like about this story, I think we do serious, hard hitting news every day. And we're in meetings where people are fighting about all this stuff. <sighs> and so to just see a commission meeting where people have a dog on a surfboard and they're they're moving some rules around just so they can uh they can make this fun competition happen i don't know i think it was just what we needed this week
2: i have a 64 pound doodle do you think without even seeing finn do you think finn would be a good surfer
1: because he's your easily dog distracted. like
2: the water does he like a bath
1: yeah does he like the water Gigi? do you think finn would do that he
2: doesn't like the pool but he likes uh he likes a lake
1: oh you I think would you give could. It a try. Could you corral him onto a surfboard? You wouldn't need a mini one for him. He's a big fella. <laughs> just use the so, regular size. Yeah, you get. Well,
3: you he, could tell your dog a win for him is he doesn't fall off the board and get wet if he doesn't fall
1: off the wing. There you go, oh, and he'll get a little okay. trophy there. And we we'll just That's need to right. get him. Well, now we just need to buy him a wetsuit, a surfboard, and yeah. a leash. And,
3: and, exactly. And, or you could just do the costume contest.
1: That's that's probably more his speed. Susie Johnston, the mayor of Flagler Beach, thank you so much for telling us about wow. the event you that are you welcome.
3: have. Thank you so this much is for having so us. Saturday, May 20th. 20th. 20th.
1: Make sure you check it out. Plastic if you've Plastic. got a dog, especially a water dog. Speaking of
2: dogs, we'll tell you how you can help man's best friend have a happy tale to tell as more people are turning their pets over to the pound. It's a growing problem. How one
1: group is getting results for these pups. Welcome back to Florida's Fourth Estate. Sometimes we just like to tackle some issues on top of having a lot of fun. Today, we're going to speak with somebody who's going to tell us about a real problem happening. You know, when COVID hit, everybody wanted to buy pets. One of the first times in my lifetime, I've seen empty shelters in places. Well, now all those people who bought those pets two, three years ago, unfortunately aren't going to be able to come through on the deal and many of them are putting them back into the shelter so it's a real issue we're bringing it to you today ginger
2: yeah it is a very big problem you hate to see that because here at Florida's fourth estate. We love animals. We particularly love dogs because yeah, pretty much every other show has to do with dogs. They're lifesavers, you know, and not only are people returning them after COVID because we've had such a population boom here in central Florida, more people are moving here and then landlords don't have to accept people who have dogs anymore. They can pretty much take their pick of who they want living there. And sadly, sometimes they choose to choose the people who don't have pets. And that is a problem. And someone who is trying to help us solve that problem and has been doing, for a, doing this for a very long time is Lori Johnson. She is the longtime director of Florida Little Dog Rescue. Lori, we're so happy to have you here. Not happy for the reason, but maybe we can get some of these dogs homes or foster families because you guys are in desperate need. Tell me, you say that this is not like anything you've seen in the time you've been there. Thank you so much for having me today
0: to discuss this, because yes, right now it is bad. We always, in rescue and shelters, see an influx in dog surrenders during summer. We call it surrender season. Well, unfortunately, surrender season has lasted about three summers in a row now without a break, and it's still continuing. Um, The numbers of dogs, cats, rabbits even, um, guinea pigs, hedgehogs that are just pouring into local shelters, is ridiculously high we have in rescue a lot of us talk to each other at other rescues we try to work together none of us ever remember seeing it this bad ever not even during the housing crisis of 2008.
1: a lot of times we try to simplify things on the news we only have maybe 30 45 seconds to tell people hey this is a problem and this is what we think it is since we have a podcast here we can break it down a little more i know it's usually not just one single factor causing something like this to happen. You guys are desperate for foster families, desperate for places to put these animals. So tell me the factors that are all sort of converging right now to cause this huge issue.
0: The factors that are converging right now are people did get pets during COVID when they were home, when they were working remotely. They had a lot of time. They were able to spend with their pets. They were home. COVID ended. Not really, but everybody went back to work. Um, in the office and pets were being left alone all day and unfortunately some of these pets weren't properly socialized during covid because they couldn't so there are pets that are in apartments that aren't used to being alone all day they're barking they're crying they're causing issues people are getting notices that they can't keep their pets anymore some people have resumed traveling again boarding is very expensive they aren't able to afford the upkeep Then we also have the economic crisis where some people aren't back to work. They aren't making what they were before COVID. And so they can't afford to keep their pets anymore. And then the housing crisis in central Florida, we all know it's a problem um, where there's not enough affordable housing. And so whereas landlords previously were happy to have a good tenant with a good rental history and good credit and accept their pet. Now they can get a good tenant with all of those features without the pet and not have to worry about a pet in their rental home. So they are saying no pets.
2: Yeah, and they have the option to do that. Okay, so those are the problems. We like to come up with solutions here on Florida's Fourth Estate. Tell us a little bit about what you guys need. Who makes a good foster for these uh, pups and other animals that you have? Because I feel like I would be a foster fail. I would take them in and say I'm fostering and then they stay with me. And that would just be too many, I need a farm. So tell us who would make a good foster and what you guys are looking for.
0: Well, a good foster is often sometimes who is someone who can't own a pet full time. We have a lot of fosters who do travel for work and they might be home two to three weeks a month and gone a week or two at a time, but they miss the companionship of a pet. So they foster short term for us, because sometimes we have fosters who are just going on vacation themselves for a week and we need a place for a pup for a week. Um, Another good foster family is a family that already has current pets that get along with other animals that can manage an extra pet for usually the commitment is four to six weeks. It's not a long time. Um, Also, a good foster family is one that's thinking about getting a pet but aren't quite sure they're up for the full-time responsibility of owning a pet so they can kind of get their feet wet a little bit and see if pet ownership is right for them.
1: Pet ownership is the weirdest thing, in my opinion, okay? You go to this, whatever it is, the shelter. Some people go to the pet store. I know that's frowned upon sometimes. Uh, But they go to wherever you see this adorable dog and you just fall in love with it and you buy it. It's the biggest impulse buy ever. And then you realize... Every few hours, I've got to take this thing out so it can go to the bathroom. I have to feed it. Vet bills these days seem incredibly expensive. What would you tell people who are saying, look, I can't afford this thing anymore. I know it's a problem. I know people are putting it in shelters and and we're filling up the shelters, but I've got this dog and I got to get rid of it. What What would you say to those folks? Is there any way to help them?
0: There is. First of all, I'm going to tell them not to wait till the last minute. If you know you have to move out of your place at the on the 31st of the month do not wait until the 30th to reach out to a rescue or shelter because you don't want to give up your pet until the last possible minute we need time to plan for that also reach out to your friends and family members you know maybe one of your friends or family members is already looking for a pup and they might be reaching out to rescues and shelters looking and they might not know that you're wanting to give yours up but the biggest thing i can tell people is before you jump into getting a pet really think about what the next 10 to 15 years of your life is going to look like if you're 25 years old you know that's you've got a lot of life changes ahead of you and so you want to make sure that if you are getting a pet at that age which is fantastic we we definitely believe in people owning pets make sure that your pet has the proper training to set them up for a lifetime of success with you make sure that you socialize them early that you get them used to you being gone and all of those things and we never recommend impulse purchases
2: yeah that can can be a problem that's why sometimes around easter you see a lot of bunny rabbits you know are purchased and then shortly after easter they're they're loosed they're set free you know (laughs) everything matt was describing it sounded like having a kid because you got to get up every few hours you got to feed them you got to Potty train them, you know, you wouldn't put your kids out, right? At least I hope not. So it's almost like having a child is how people have to look at this because it is a commitment. Uh, You know, you said uh, the next 15 years, but realistically, I know people who have had dogs for much longer and cats, especially for much longer. So is there any way, for example, and I don't know, and I'm sorry to ask you this, but what if someone knows they can't keep it, keep their pet? Can they let you, can you guys? hold it for them if they say they're coming back they just need to find the proper place to accept it like a little pet pawn
1: shop
0: (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately for legal reasons our rescue can't do that because in the state of florida pets are considered property so there's all these sorts of laws that go along with that and then insurance and all of these other I
2: feel like the last thing you want someone to do though is because we've seen the video of people just abandoning their pets and you know it's heartbreaking because that animal doesn't know what's going on and so I'm glad that you guys are there to you know kind of be the go between like all right, somebody dumped their animal and here you guys are trying to take care of it and give it a new place how many animals have you guys helped how many pets have you guys helped right (laughs)
0: around 4855 since 2009 Wow. Um. And the, the number right now, it increases almost every day. I think we're taking in at least one to two animals almost every single day.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Closing in on 5,000 pets. Well, it takes a big heart to do that. We appreciate uh, that you do. Love the idea of fostering. If you're somebody out there who wants to help out, but you don't want that 10 to 15 year commitment, maybe you want to check out, see how a creature would work in your little family circle. Check out a fostering situation. They would love to hook you up.
2: How do they find you?
0: floridalittledogrescue.com is our website, and you can get all kinds of information about fostering there on the website as well as the foster application. Um, They can email us at littledogrescue at gmail.com if they have specific questions.
1: Um, Lori, thank you so much. We appreciate your time, and we appreciate all you do for those little dogs and cats.
2: Thank Thank you so much for having me on today and for spreading the word. And thank you for watching Florida's Fourth Estate. You can download it from wherever you listen to podcasts or watch anytime on News 6 Plus.